Chapter 35, Baby Steps Sirius remains in St. Mungo's for a few more days after waking as they observe him, test his body and mind, treat him like a pygmy puff locked in a cage for experimentation. He rankles with it, but there's not much Sirius can do about it. When he finally gets to leave, all his muscles are weak and shaky beneath his weight. The spells had helped a great deal, the healers telling him if he'd been confined to the muggle world, he'd likely have had months upon months of recovery to walk again at all, to retrain his body how to move and cooperate as it should. Baby steps, James had said as he'd helped support Sirius on their way out of the ward and to an apparition point within the hospital. Peter, situated on Sirius's other side, had parroted the words, just looking thankful at all to have Sirius draped over him. They'd all given him the story to the best of their abilities, about them going out that night so many months before, the one Sirius still can't remember. James had explained about finding him the next morning, how he'd never woken up, remained in that same bed with them watching and hoping. The brown-eyed, freckled man had left at some point during the retelling. Sirius had looked up once, curiosity taking him over, something pulling at the edges of his memory, but the stranger had been gone, slipped away when no one was paying attention. Sirius had fallen into distraction after that, like his mind had drifted into a void without any air that felt safe and comfortable even as he thought it should be terrifying. When the others had finally pulled him back, the rest of what they had to say sent his head spinning. Obliviated, they'd said, having only figured it out when Andromeda had come to visit Sirius and found Regulus skulking in the corridors. She'd pulled him away, demanded answers for where he'd been, Sirius's younger brother Stoic, barely responding with anything that made sense, only saying he'd hid himself away from the rest of their family once things became too bad to tolerate. It had been him that had done it. He'd been tracking Sirius for a while, watching him. Regulus had wanted him back, thought that if he could remove Sirius's strongest memories after going to Hogwarts, they could rebuild in their own way, but something had gone wrong once he'd cornered Sirius in his flat. The spell had reacted negatively, knocking Sirius unconscious, leaving him a shell, Regulus unable to wake him. He'd ran when he'd heard James outside the door, cracking out of existence, but he'd been coming to St. Mungo's regularly, trying to figure out what he'd broken and how to fix it. I feel a bit lousy, James had said mulishly. I thought it had been Lupin hanging round, poking in where he didn't belong. I didn't realize until I showed up here today, saw Andromeda. I thought she was Bellatrix, especially when I spotted Regulus with her. And then Lupin was along for the ride, spearheading the whole thing. Something added up then, but not the right parts. I thought they were here to hurt you, which was only reinforced when Lupin ran to you, started touching. I nearly took his head off. Lupin. Sirius had questioned with a deep frown, staring at the vacant spot where the curious freckles had once been. Who is he? James had shrugged one shoulder. Just a bloke. He's the one who's been staying in your flat, keeping an eye on it, Lily had explained. He's kind, soft-spoken. He didn't deserve this blame. What was I supposed to think, Lily? James had muttered sourly. He was just, so persistent. I thought he was mental, asking all those questions about someone he didn't know at all. Lily had raised her hands in a calming motion, 
but Andromeda had spoken before the redhead could open her mouth. Rima says they've met, actually, she'd stated, shoulders pushed back even as her head tilted in Sirius's direction, observing him like she'd known something about what was going through his head. He says they met the night this all happened. What? James had snapped, his head whipping in Andromeda's direction. What are you talking about? I don't know, Andromeda had said with a shake of her head. He didn't elaborate and there were more important things for me to focus on, but he's the one that gave Sirius that scratch. Her eyes had shifted, fixing with Sirius's own then. He's the reason the spell didn't take, the reason it reacted differently than it was meant to. Remus is the reason you're here right now, Sirius. He saved you. Twice. Sirius had squeezed his eyes closed then, blocking it all out, leaning heavily into Lily's side. He'd known there was more, more explanations for what had happened, apologies hanging heavily in the stifling air surrounding them all, reasons for why he was awake at all, but Sirius hadn't had the strength to hear it then. He'd only wanted to go home, return to his life, however far away and pointless that all felt then. He spends his days now with the Potters, staying at their house because he still needs help to move around, relying on his friends for the care he can't give himself yet. Sirius spends a lot of time with Harry, his godson overjoyed to see him again, nearly tackling him to the floor upon their first meeting, tears in his bright green eyes the eight-year-old had tried desperately to hide but Sirius had seen all the same. They talk and joke, read books, play games, laugh and whisper secrets between them, all the things they've always done. Harry is the light of the sun, a warmth filling in those hollowed places Sirius can feel within himself that he thinks has always existed while he's refused to look at them too closely. He's not sure why he's seeing them so clearly now. Sirius thinks things are creeping in, slowly, confusingly. He sits and watches the family around him, catching glimpses of blue hair over Harry's dark head, seeing bubblegum pink when he looks at Lily, flashes of scars riddling James's body instead of the smooth skin he possesses. It's all just trickles of things that make no sense, like a family laughing as they surround a game board in a familiar place, love encased in their voices. He blinks and sees the brightness of a park, wind whistling through trees, shouts of enthusiasm not far from his ears, blackbirds soaring through the sky overhead. When Sirius is alone at night, he can close his eyes and pull fluttering images to him that flicker and retreat before they're able to come to rest where he can keep them. Firelights glowing, dark eyes highlighted by the yellow hues of streetlights, murmured words in the dark of shadows, knowledge gained, secrets divulged and trusted fiercely, hot fingers on skin where they shouldn't have existed or been possible, gasped breaths shattering silence and shuddering the night. When Sirius can take it no more, once he can move on his own with little help, he searches his things until he locates the address Andromeda had given him before leaving St. Mungo's. He stares at it for a few seconds and then he leaves, apparating away, stumbling a bit when he lands but not letting it deter him. He knocks impatiently on the bright yellow door, foot tapping as he waits for it to open, speaking immediately when it does. Tell me what you know, he demands, a desperation for understanding in his voice and words that he can't control. Tell me about him. Tell me why he was there, why he cared at all. Tell me how he saved me. Tell me about Remus Lupin. 
Andromeda stares at him through the open frame, eyes shifting over him for a long, heavy silent moment before she sighs and steps to the side. Come in, Sirius. 